0: Today we're chatting all about the benefits of agility for Canicross dogs. Now, I've never tried agility before, but Louise has been doing it with Pickle for a couple of months, haven't you, Louise? So it was interesting finding out all about it, actually.
1: Yeah, and actually, I mean, I learned even more about it from even going to the sessions. So (laughs) it was quite quite good to have a chat. Um, Yeah, so we got Pickle's agility trainer on um, and I've really enjoyed it one because it's in a, an enclosed sort of space so potentially she can't run off although she did, does have a moments, but it was just more about for Canicross dog um, just the, the focus and and keeping them mentally stimulated as well as a bit of fitness during um, the off season because I'm not running her much at the moment at all um, and she does seem to really enjoy it and she's picked it up really really quickly um, but it's hard for the human as well <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think I think you need a lot of fitness there, don't you, to keep up with them?
1: Yeah, my biggest suggestion is well, if you've got a fast dog, which once pickle goes, you have to stay with her to keep her focused, um, is to warm up beforehand. Yeah. That's my top tip.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think there were some elements of chatting to Sue as well that came out that I hadn't considered about agility before, such as how it can help in other areas, such as with very reactive dogs and with recall of animals
1: too. Yeah, because it's because when you do it, even though you might be in a group of people doing it, they're sort of behind a fence. Well, well, that's how hair and hands do it. And so it's just you and your dog in that agility area. So it is just that focus. So you haven't got to worry about other things unless a dog goes off, drops their lead like Pickle did and, you know, causes havoc. But apart from that, it's fine.
0: <laughs> it sounds good fun anyway.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's a good way to sort of keep yourself fit as well. So, yeah. So have a listen to the episode um, and let us know if you do agility in the off-season months as well um, and how it's benefited you. We'd love to hear. Welcome to Can Across Conversations. And this week on the podcast, we have Sue from Heron Hounds Dog Training in the Leicestershire area. And Sue is a dog trainer and the only agility trainer at Heron Hounds. Welcome, Sue. Hi. Do introduce yourself to everyone and just tell us what
2: you do do at Hair House. Okay. Yeah. I I'm Sue Hare. Um, I'm a qualified dog trainer at Hair Enhanced Dog Training. Um, we do puppy classes, obedience, gun dogs, etc. But my main area of training through the summer months, especially, is agility training and pickle and i have been <laughs> <laughs> and pickle's very good she loves it
1: <laughs> she does love it when she's focused <laughs> and if you want to see go on to pause for running and have a look at her agility um uh, i could put them in the actually can across conversations one couldn't i let's do that <laughs> um anyway so how did you get how well first of all how did you become a dog trainer
2: and why <laughs> Okay well I've had dogs all my life. I've always loved dogs. Um, I started helping um, Steve who actually is the founder and owner of Hair and Hounds Dog Training. I originally started training with him with my collie in 2011 um, just because I needed a decent dog trainer because I'd got a very wild collie at the time Um, and I went on after I'd finished training with him i Fallen in love with the actual training idea, so I helped him for quite a while on a sort of volunteer, casual basis. Um, at the time, I wasn't in a situation where I could do my qualifications. And Steve is very adamant that anybody that works at Hair and Hounds under the Hair and Hounds name, we are all accredited trainers, all force free. Um, so I had to bide my time, and then three years ago, I was in a situation where I could get qualified. So I went away and did my qualifications, and uh, by that time Steve and I were together anyway. Um, oh. So I did, did all my qualifications, um, married him, and now uh, work with him. Yay! Hey.
1: <laughs> I wonder what you were going to say earlier when you said I fell in love. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs>
2: no,
1: no, no, with dog training. <laughs> with dog
2: training.
1: Um, we'll, we'll keep it like that. Sorry, a dog trainers. Uh, is there an accredited? Um, because I'm a Pilates teacher, I'm a qualified Pilates teacher, we're qualified Canicross teachers, but they're not um, accredited to anything, you know,
2: anyone could go and do it, really. I yeah, un- that, but... unfortunately, dog training is exactly the same. There is yeah. no governing body for us, That's which is was really, for. really sad, because basically you could decide, oh, I've had a dog for a few years, I'm going to be a dog trainer now, and not have a clue what you're doing. Um, which is really quite sad because then people are being led in the wrong direction. It's good for us because we then end up with a lot of clients coming to us that have gone to um, unofficial dog trainers and uh, co- it all up, so to speak. Um, we are um, trained and accredited with the IMDT, which is the Institute of Modern Dog Trainers um it's all i say about force-free positive reinforcement training um which encourages the dogs to do the right thing rather than telling them what not to do um so we we have to do a large amount of cpd every year keep our qualifications up to date so for us it's kind of a a standard that we're adhering to yeah that's good to
1: hear do you have you done dog training um at all with poppy michelle Um, I
0: haven't ever visited a dog trainer no no we haven't we've just tried to to muddle on ourselves to be honest (laughs) but I do subscribe to the same you know the same philosophy as you that I I don't believe in kind of punishing a dog for doing something wrong um it doesn't help in the long run (laughs) no it doesn't does it it just makes them scared of you I think absolutely
2: 100% yeah
1: I I don't know what I've done with Pickle but anyway she's fine (laughs) (laughs) I've never told, well, I have told her off, but not physically. You <laughs> um, so just tell us, you used to do, so we, we, I went to see you when we did a, a agility session and then I got a bit, little bit hooked. Um, but easily done. <laughs> yeah, I no, it is easily done. But you used to
2: do Canny cross, so tell us about that. Yeah, so um, I, I did agility first. So with, with the said collie that I, I took to Steve for training, I needed something for him to do to make his brain work a little bit. So I started doing agility training with him back in 2012. Um, I then got a little Springer Spaniel that I started doing agility training. I brought him on board as well and in 2013. I was doing agility training with him. This is where Canicross then came into it because we this, this little boy, he was doing really well at agility but then he started getting aggressive and we weren't quite sure what was going on. Um, We discovered he'd actually been born with a twisted spine. So (laughs) he was suffering from pain. So as I was teaching him to do the contacts and the weaving, it was increasing his pain level. Um, So obviously the agility had to stop for that particular dog. Having seen a, a physio vet vet referral um <laughs> i can't think what her official title is but anyway um she suggested that he needed to do something more straight line now this boy was born to run he loves running and a good friend of mine who i believe you've also done a podcast with wendy wendy clark um yep. she knew that i was a runner i've recently ran a marathon and half marathon and stuff i love running and she says, well why don't you give canny cross a go you might be able to do that and you can muzzle him and race with him and everything else. And I was like, oh, no, I'm too nervous. I'm scared and all the rest of it. I had a bib made that says my dog needs space. I used to run with a muzzle on him, etc. cetera. But from the first day I put a harness on him, he towed beautifully. He was absolutely amazing. Never had to teach that Dr. Paul. He just did it as a natural and consequently, I went on, did a lot of um, seasons running with County Cross Midlands. We actually got uh, most improved one year on their oh. awards ceremony. And <laughs> then the following year, we actually won the ladies 3K, um, which I was well chuffed about because I have got a little Springer. Um, you know me, so you know I'm very short. That's and I was competing against people half my age with big dogs and massively tall ladies. So we were very impressed that year. Um and, yeah, I kept running him and running him and running him until I had to retire. Well, semi-retired him last year, and he's now totally retired. Um, his back pain's getting too much. Um, plus, on top of that, he had to have eye surgery last year. So he doesn't run anymore. Um, during his last couple of years, I've been trying to bring my little young um, cocker spaniel along so because I, I just love it. Um, and he does – I still do canicross with him, not competitively, at the moment, he's not quite grasped the idea of pulling unless he's chasing something. So uh-huh. what I do is I send Steve out running in front, and then harness Brock up and get him to chase him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But I, I'm hoping that in time, you know, he's he's good little all round dog. I do a little bit of agility with him as well. He does man trailing. He's a working gun dog. Um, but I, he's just full of beans and full of energy. And I like the company when I'm running now. Years ago, I just liked to run on my own now i like the company of having my dog with me so as long as i've got a dog that will run with me i don't think i'll ever stop of crossing to be fair no it's fairly addictive isn't it yeah yeah
1: <laughs> so do you want to just give us a a sort of a beginners or a i don't know a guide to agility because not everyone knows what agility is i'm assuming I, i'm hoping that most of our listeners do. But <laughs> most a, people are seen
2: cross basically um agility is following a pre-laid out course of obstacles which are numbered so you know where to go um and that's it basically you you teach your dog to initially you have to teach your dog to be able to understand the equipment and the and the human has to understand the safety elements of the equipment um in, agil- in agility there's three different what we call contact equipment so they have a seesaw um a dog walk which is like a massive bridge and an a-frame which is like a big triangle um and then there's jumps tunnels a tire um a long jump and leaves that's what makes up the agility kit by teaching the dog to understand all the equipment you can then follow a little course around following the numbers and just have lots of fun It is fun. It is fun. It definitely is.
0: So, the do, do most dogs who kind of come into contact with this equipment, then do they do they immediately take to it, or does it is it something that takes a lot of training?
2: Uh, no, they definitely don't immediately take to it. Some dogs do. Some dogs come along and take everything in their stride. They're like, "Yeah, I can do this. I'm super cool. I know what I'm doing." Um, other dogs, um, we can never get to go on the contact equipment. They don't like it. It's a compressed rubber crumb, and some of the dogs don't even like the feel of it on their paws. Um, and this is where I differ to a lot of the traditional agility trainers out there because I'm not necessarily training dogs for competition like a lot of them are I'm training dogs to build their relationship with their owners so if I've got a course set up and I've got a little dog that doesn't like the contact equipment they just run past it I've got some that won't go in the tunnels because they're scared of the dark space it doesn't matter we just go past it um you know with coaxing I would say a good seventy five percent, eighty percent of dogs will, will in time do all of the equipment. But no, it's not something that they all come in and go, yeah, I can do this.
1: And actually, pickle for all her bravado, didn't it, she? Didn't get the tunnel for ages, did she? No,
2: no, she wasn't a fan to start
1: with. I, you'd see videos of me of her coming out the back end, and I'm waiting at the other end.
2: It was just oh, oh. she was going in and then reversing out, was she? <laughs> it was
1: just oh. it was a nightmare.
2: Uh, if if you look on the Heron Hounds Facebook page there was a photo I put on this week of a little dog that will not go he he won't at the moment go on contact equipment he won't go in the tunnel I had his owner crawl through the tunnel and try and coax him in from the front so he's like lying on his tummy in the tunnel calling the dog in and the dog's laying there looking the other way going yeah right I'm not doing that You so can that do it dog, that dog, You know, that dog will carry on coming, but it'll just do jump courses, literally yeah. jumps, but it's still building his relationship and building his focus. And that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah. So how does that work then? Talk to us a bit more about how, you know, that that human dog bond, because we're we're big on that in Canny Cross as well, aren't we? we we're always talking about that. So how does agility
2: kind of yeah, absolutely. develop it? So in agility, basically our hands are the dog nav. So our hands are telling the dog where to go. Um, we use a mixture of toys or food in our hands so the dog's got interest in us um, to kind of lure them along, really, and just sort of encourage them to take the obstacles. Um, again, where I do differ to a lot of agility trainers, if a dog doesn't want to go over a jump, I'll have owners jumping over the jumps with them. Um, I have owners, have already said, going through the tunnels with the dogs, whatever it takes, really. And it, it just builds up the trust and the bond between the dog and the owner. Um, for example, the A-frame, when the dog first goes up there, I get the owners to kneel down on the floor and look at the A-frame from the dog's perspective. We're asking the dogs to run up a ramp into the sky. They have no idea what's the other side of that. Even if they've walked around it, a dog can't put the concept together of going up and coming down the other side. So, you know, it's a massive trust element for the dog to follow your hand up, knowing that it's going to come down the other side. Um, I've got I've got a little dog that comes to me that when it first came, it had absolutely zero recall. Um, and you know, it, it had no reason to come back to its owners. It wasn't interested in coming back. Um, that dog now is one of the best ones in my class. It focuses on its owner, it wants to be with its owner. When it finishes the course, it doesn't run off and self-reward. It goes, Dad, look what I did. Um, and it's so lovely to watch, you know, relationships like that they make me well up when they are like when the dogs come from nothing and he's now doing that a few months later it's it's beautiful to watch it's, that's it's, it's interesting. so that, so that's helped with that dog's recall generally then doing absolutely absolutely. absolutely because now it it's got a reason and the, it's taught the owners to kind of interact with the dog so even when they're out on a walk now, they'll get their hands and get the dogs to follow their hands in different directions. And, you know, when you're out on a walk, you can practice some agility moves. Like um, like I would have said to Louise when she came, like sending a dog round a goalpost or round a tree. Um, it's all about the interaction. If you interact with your dog, your dog's going to want to be with you. It's as simple as that. It
1: is interesting. And you talk about the trust element because I've never really thought if Pickle trusts me or not I mean I suppose in Canicross we've built that up a little bit but mm. we did you sent me over the a-frame and she'd never done it before she'd no. done the walker hadn't she yeah and it was really interesting cause I just we were it was a part of the course and we she just did it
2: first time perfectly absolutely perfectly. she was amazing
1: <laughs> but it was like when she got to the top I think I stood there and went oh my goodness because it literally is literally like you know an a-frame and come down the other yes. side I was thinking oh my goodness she's just done yeah. that And you she sort of stopped at the top and then went down, but she did it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so she must
2: trust me somehow. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Because, you know, she wouldn't have gone up otherwise because it would have been like, oh, whoa, hang on a minute. mom, what are you doing? Where are you sending me? So, Yeah. yeah, it's a massive trust element.
1: And then she did fall off the dog walker, didn't she? But I think that's because I had food in my hand. Yeah,
2: she was more interested in getting a snack. But to give her (laughs) a due, she did exactly, well, you did exactly the right thing. You put her straight back on it again, which is, I know that time, that particular time you did finish the course, but then she went back on it. It's like they say, I mean, I've never horse ridden, but they always say if you fall off a horse, you need to get back on again. Same with the bike, I guess. Um, And, and, you know, it's the same with agility. Accidents do happen, but... um, as you can't let that mould the dog's brain work
1: mm. for future. No, it's interesting. And, and is this something you've ever thought about, Michelle? Because actually, Poppy's a rescue reactive dog, isn't she?
0: Yeah, she is. Actually, it's it's something I had considered right at the start when we were we were in that adolescent phase. And, you know, that they do kind of go a bit wild, don't they? And <clears throat> I think you do struggle with them. And I thought, you know, agility would be good for us. But I've not managed to find anybody near to us who does it. Um, so it's something that, We've never got around to really, but speaking speaking to you today, I'm thinking. Yeah, actually, I think it would be a good <laughs> idea for us. It would probably improve a recall.
2: Yeah, it, it helps with recall focus in general. It's uh, yeah, it, it is really good. It's good and for the t- mental stimulation as mm, well. Yeah. Um, And I
1: think that's an area we underestimate, isn't it? Because I I have been since um, to one of the other trainers to try and get my dog better recall (laughs) Um, and not ignore me when she sees a seagull or something. Um, But it is actually really interesting, isn't it? The mental side, the mental stimulation, which I think is just becoming to the forefront a bit more now.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, mental stimulation with a dog and people, this is a massive area where people do underestimate. Um, If you take your dog on a three-hour walk, That's basically equivalent to 15 minutes of mental stimulation for your dog's, you know, well-being and everything else. Uh, I mean, to give you an idea, I will take my dogs to an agility show. They'll do four runs during the day, which will last anything from 18 seconds to a minute, depending on the course. Uh, My dogs will be absolutely shattered by the end of the day because it's the whole thing of having to take in the environment around them, concentrate on you whilst looking at the equipment in front of them. Um, It's massively mentally stimulating for them. which is. And that's
1: a bit like a canny cross race, isn't it? Or even just going out for a canny cross?
2: Absolutely. It's because they
1: have to listen to you. Well, hopefully
2: they listen to you. (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, the lack of the listening is what causes problems. So, you know, it's... Uh, both both elements really do work their brains as well as their bodies.
1: So how did agility start? I mean, I, I'm sorry, I'm just throwing this one at you, but is it is it been going for a long time? Because it's like, why did someone start just getting dogs to jump over jumps and things like that? It's... I've
2: got to be perfectly honest. I don't know the history, which I really, really should. Um, it's certainly been going a long, long while. I mean, I've seen photos on some of the agility groups I'm in going back to um, the early 80s. Um, so agility has been around for like 40, 50 years. Um, however long ago that was, so I don't know. Um <laughs> a long while anyway. Um it has, it. it has modified greatly. Um, it. Yeah. I mean, when um just before I started in 2012, mm-hmm. all dogs used to jump jumps 26 inches high. Um, whether it was a tiny little dog or a Labrador, a collie, whatever, they all jumped the same height jumps. And then luckily, somebody came to their senses and went, well, hang on a minute. This is not good for dogs. Um, So that was when the height division came in. You see me at training up up and down in jump heights. Um, And then they had a differential between different heights of dogs, which was progress at last. And then over the last few years, they've gradually decreased the maximum height that a dog can jump. Um, So it went from 26 inches down to 24 inches. And this is so that dogs actually survive longer, basically with their muscles and joints intact.
1: That's good to know, isn't it? And um, so, so talking about that, what age is a good can dogs? Because obviously, canny cross they can't start until they're a year, eighteen months. So, what yeah. age can? Because I, from sessions with you, what age can they start agility? Six months.
2: I say so six months. Why is but that different? Because we only basically do groundwork with puppies so they wouldn't be jumping jumps of any height um so when they're like tiny puppies they'll have either the poles on the floor or the poles at a very low height um i mean we've got a ridgeback that jumps with us at the moment he is now 11 months old and he jumps now jumps that are four inches off the floor um obviously he'll be jumping the 24 inch high jumps But not yet he's not ready so we have to wait till their joints are properly formed and everything else before they can start doing that um you'll notice that i'll never ever do weaving with a dog under 12 months old um if if we're doing weaving and it's a young dog i because i use what's called channel weaves where we teach the dog to go through a channel and then we gradually close the poles up to make the line of weaves that you will have seen um, if it's dog under 12 months they only ever do channels I won't let them weave um, I always say to people because I have people come and go oh no they're fine they'll be fine and I'm like no not on my watch mate um, I say to people go away and watch a video from above of a dog weaving and it's horrific when you see how much a dog's body moves going through the weaves yeah um, so yeah that from six months it's it's brilliant because they they learn to focus on you they learn to follow you Now, in training, none of my contact equipment is ever at full height. So the A-frame, as you see it, is is not a full height competition height. It does go steeper than that. Um, If if I've got um, quite a few young dogs, I'll flatten it out even more. Um, Same with the dog walk. That's not full height either. And if we've got really young dogs, I'll drop that down to be on a milk crate. So it's only milk crate height. So they're not going up a really big ramp.
1: That's interesting, actually. And it's really good that, again, because I think it is just lack of knowledge for people, isn't it, about what you can and can't do with a dog?
2: Mm. Absolutely. Um,
1: and I think, especially during the pandemic, when there were so many more, you know, so many more people got dogs. Yeah. Um, I just think, you know, I see some, I see people running with puppies, which very upsets yeah. me. But yeah. uh, still, but. Um, anyway that's uh, that's the way it is unfortunately um what was I going to ask so uh, is it the same for older dogs do you have to
2: reduce the height absolutely, absolutely. um yes yeah, so as a dog gets older I mean I did have a nine-year-old dog start with me a couple of years ago and again I just went right back to what it would have done as puppy because again by the time they're that kind of age it's putting stress on their joints and everything I just dropped them down. We've got a lovely collie that trains with us at the moment. I won't let that collie jump at full height because it's only, um, sorry, it's not only, it's uh, now seven years old. It's only recently started, probably 12 months ago. If that collie had been doing agility since it was a pop, at the age of seven, I would potentially still let it jump full height. But the fact that it's only been doing it for a year, it hasn't got the same kind of fitness level. So again, that jumps lower. And everything just gets adjusted for the dog and the handler.
1: But will it? But potentially, could it? Because because we do a lot of strength training, Michelle and I, yeah. for us. And obviously, as we get older, the more we do, the stronger we get, and it's more beneficial for us. Is that the same with animals? Perhaps that's something
2: I should do. <laughs> we'll talk to you
1: later about that.
2: <laughs> we um,
1: we as so this collie would it get strong enough? how long would it take to get strong enough that maybe you'd put the height up or would you not?
2: Um, with this particular partnership that I'm talking about, no, I wouldn't, um, because the handler is also a more senior person that isn't able to run with the dog. Um, if the dog, for example, was running, I mean, I've run the dog on occasions and it, it will build up its fitness quicker if it was running with somebody that was able to run. But the fact that its handler can't, that particular dog never would. Right. Um, I, I'm I'm always wary about older dogs and high jumps, so I always prefer to drop them down. No, no that's fair enough. It's like they're getting the mental stimulation from it, aren't they? Exactly. Still? And they're still
0: improving the fitness, I guess, as well. Yeah, definitely. So, I definitely. mean, how fit does a dog need to be to start agility? Because when you look at some people doing the courses with the dogs, they're literally running and getting out of breath with them. It's fast, isn't it? Some of them. <laughs>
2: absolutely and again this is where we differ at and hounds to some of the more traditional agility trainers um when i've trained with some of the top trainers in the uk with my dogs and it's all about you know aiming to compete aiming to get to Crufts, aiming to get to olympia um it, it's all push 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 and yeah it's all running and the dog's fitness level does get high very quickly um with us, it's more about the relationship with the owners. Um, so I have people come that can't run. I have dogs come that are definitely overweight, um awesome. not fit. um but again, I just very subtly drop drop jumps down. um, you know, i, I I've got dogs that are overweight, and they say, oh no, it's a big dog. that can jump higher, but I just explain it's not good for their joints. We'll go lower,
1: but it is, it is it is fast, Michelle,
2: yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah. It is
1: with Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've realised that I need to warm up before I go into oh, my Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like going from, you know, like a cross star. It's like going from nought to thing again. Because yeah. with Pickle, she needed to stay focused, didn't she? So I had to stay with her
2: Yeah,
1: um, to get her going. Because once she was focused, she was absolutely fine. But once we let her go, she went, yeah. didn't she? Freelanced a little, <laughs> freelanced a little, which is fairly interesting at times.
0: <laughs> so, do you think, Louise, from your perspective, have you learned any skills or kind of techniques doing agility that you can that will cross over
1: into your canny cross? I think if, if we carry on doing it, which we will do when we get back, um, I think um, it, uh, I think it's her focusing on me. So, I think it's the eye contact, which is what she doesn't. Have a lot of, not through lack of training. So I think that focus on me will build, um, and then I think hopefully we will get a better, better relationship going. And that sounds awful, like we haven't got a relationship. We have, but I just she, her, if she doesn't have to look at me, she doesn't look at me, even if I'm holding, you know, um, food in my hands. Yeah. She'll find something else more exciting than me. <laughs> so I know I'm not exciting enough. I know that. <laughs> So yes, I think it will in the long run. I think I think it's really interesting, isn't it? It's is what I was saying to the other trainer when I went to do a bit of obedience. She's had five years of being a nightmare, even though I've even though she's my most trained dog that I've ever had. <laughs> you know, it's like um, so you've got all that time to undo her bad habits.
2: But I think agility will will really help. I mean, what do you think, Sue with that? You know Pickle. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, like you say, when she's focused, she's fantastic and she's on it um we had a couple of hairy moments in the first couple of weeks where she was like yeah no I, i'm bored of this now i'm just going to go over here and do something else i'll be back in a minute mom um but we did manage to find a motivator magic pate works a wonder uh wow. all you gotta do is have that in your hand and she's there with you wow. um, which is why we, she fell off the dog walk <laughs> also because she wanted a pate. <laughs> yeah. the thing is she's though fine, everyone she's fine <laughs> over time though they get so they don't need that motivator in your hand we hope
1: you've enjoyed today's episode don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends and if
0: you get a moment please leave us a review we'll see you next time on canny cross conversations thank you to our sponsor get stronger run faster 5k Find out more about the course at the link in the show notes. It's great for canny crossers and runners to improve their 5k time and keep up with the dogs.
1: And it will really help you to enjoy running more and avoid injury.